Welcome to the Blank Project Podcast, where we fill in the blank with whatever we want, whatever we need, wherever we are, no judgment or expectations. I am your host, Aspen, aka AG, because it makes me feel cooler, and I am so excited for our guest today. Since 2017, Fatima has been a content creator, putting her own twist on the modest fashion world and entrepreneurship. She's a graduate from the University of Texas in San Antonio with a degree in HR, second generation jeweler, speaker of four languages, and all around visionary. If you'd like to argue that she isn't that girl, I'm sure Houstonia Magazine, Houston Chronicle, and Voyage Houston would all like to have a word. I mean, everyone can be one of the top influencers of 2019, but Fatima can. If that's not proof enough, her brand partnerships ranging from Revolve, Smart Water Express, Coach, Ruggable, The Kempton Gray Hotel in Chicago, Timex, Space Center Houston, Amazon, and Fabletics will stand up to let you know that she is true to this, not new to this. And she's doing it amazingly. Well, at least from where I can see. I actually have to stop listing her accomplishments or else we won't get to the interview. So take a seat, sit back, and enjoy join me in welcoming Fatima Akil to the Blank Project. Hi. <laughs> oh my god. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm nervous. I'm excited. This is like I was I was telling you earlier, this is my first time being super raw because you've known me for my whole life. <laughs> so we have. So I can't fake anything. <laughs> Oh man, it's not curated content. Not, here. not. We're just out here, just living life and I having know. really frank conversations. That's our, that's our motto: living life. Just living life. <laughs> just living life. Um, I like to think of our generation as being really interesting because we were on the cusp of what it meant to not have really expensive technology yeah. and social media, and like also yeah. like. You know, we were still using, like, encyclopedias, flip phones. Like, you had to, like, get off the phone. You had to get off the internet. Like, you had to get off the internet to make a phone call type of vibe, right? Oh, my gosh, yes. And so, like, how does someone who goes from this space where social media or really the internet is not as expansive and transformative, like, how... Like, how do you go from not really being there, having a traditional academic experience to kind of going into, you know, being influential and social media and all of that? Um, well, I, I talk about that all the time with like my husband too. I'm like, man, or even my cousins. Cause like now a lot of my family is getting into being a blogger and mm-hmm. like they do, my cousins in London do food blog. They do. And yeah. it's so cool. They, it's so cool. <laughs> they it's, curate the I most amazing like, content. I know. And I feel like they have the eye for it and yes. they, have, they know exactly what their audience wants mm-hmm. because most of their life has been in technology. Yes. Whereas like for me, I'm very much, I value personal like life. I mm-hmm. value like my own like time Yeah, and like I separate life versus is internet you know yes. and like the content like i said is curated for right me. right 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 so now it's becoming to a point where it's like everything you do has to be on the internet or else you're not going to grow you're not going to get right. followers people right. aren't interested in people just posting fashion right they want to know about your husband they want to know about your kids they want to know about your parents like literally it's so hard and so um that's that's the one difficulty i have i will say is like 
getting out of my comfort zone with like having your own life yeah. versus putting everything on the internet. Right. Because I didn't start using like Instagram properly. Like I made my account in 2014. Yes. For makeup. Didn't we all? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I didn't really use it till I graduated in 2017. Yeah. So I technically didn't use like internet, like Instagram, Facebook till I was done with college. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it's like a whole new world and then it changes so much. Yeah. It's constantly changing. It's like every week there's like something else and I'm just like, oh my God. So now what I do is I run my content by my cousins who are younger than me. Yeah. And the ones who are food bloggers. Because they know. They, they have know. their They have their proverbial ear yeah. to the streets. Like exactly. they are all hip and all yeah. that. Yeah. And like what I think is cool, they'll be like, no, there's too many words. There's too much this. Too slow. I'm like, okay I need this feedback because like most of my viewers are now from their generation yeah and like the people who are our age don't really care to use Instagram anymore you know like I feel like if I I always say this is like if I if this wasn't my career I probably wouldn't be on social media probably yeah just because of the toll it takes on your mental health too right yeah constant comparison and like for me especially because I I've started with so many bloggers that have so many more followers now but then when I compare I'm like man they're showing their husbands they're showing their kids Mm -hmm. like if I show my husband, I get so many more likes than if it's just me. And I'm like, why do these likes like matter so much, you know? Yeah. But also, like, he has one of those smiles where it constantly looks like he's laughing. Like, every yeah. picture is like, I'm like, what is this Hallmark, like, perfect smile that's going on? That's what made me fall in love with him. I'm telling you. He came over to our table at that wedding and just smiled. And I was like, he's mine. <laughs> this is it. I'm set. I know. So, you started... Um, blogging, all of that stuff, starting with makeup, and then you got into your fashion bag, essentially. And um, you're known for your modest fashion. Mm -hmm. And, like, um, what do you feel or do you feel that there is a struggle between still trying to express yourself in the fashion world but also being like, oh, I'm going to do this modestly? Do you think that there's a Um, struggle? It was for me internally because, like, you know, I used yeah. to cover yes. in, in middle school. So, like, a lot of people don't know that. I don't think anybody knows this on <laughs> my blog or Instagram or anything. But the sect I am in Islam is called Bori. Yeah. So, we have, like, a specific type of clothing we wear, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, if I was to describe it, it's like a skirt and a poncho with a hood. Yes. It's called a So, I, when you become a woman, kind of like a quinceanera, uh-huh. you have to start wearing that. Because yeah. that kind of shows, like, I'm a woman, basically. Yes. And um, it is, I mean, it's good to cover, you know, in Islam, they teach you modesty is key. But in my head, at such a young age, I was 13 when mm-hmm. I started wearing it, I was like, oh, I, I have to do this or I'll go to hell. Right. And I didn't realize that modesty isn't just wearing that. It's, you can be modest in so many different ways. Yeah. So, when I took it off is when I realized I had such a big love for fashion. Like, yeah. I loved dressing up. And, like, you didn't go to high school to Together, but yes um in high school i would like get all dressed up for like the cutest things like, and then I, in college you were dressed up too yeah in college i woke up early to do my hair makeup i would have my outfits planned in my head before oh my i woke gosh. up like, fashion was so dear to me i think it saved me like yeah. you know what i mean like i was so lost especially because of like you know 9-11 the hate i got mm-hmm. when i wore it which by the way guys aspen saved my life <laughs> I'm a shooter. I was like, yeah. you know, you, you better not ever come to her again. I know. I so we, we gotta tell them the story. So oh my gosh. I was, I was, I was wearing the Rida. We were like, what, sixth grade? Yeah. And so, um, 
I was just, we were just walking down the hall and someone mm-hmm. goes like, go back to where you came from. Classic attack. Just classic. It's like, what the hell? And they, <laughs> they were like, what, an eighth grader or something? Mm-hmm. So then Aspen <laughs> chased them down and it's just like yelling at them. It was the best thing ever. I was just like, wow. And like, I don't even know where that person went, but like, yeah. it was never a problem again. No, Like never, never even, it was no. just it. I think that in that kind of like... I think it solidified our dynamic because, yeah. like, even though, you know, people are just like, there are so many differences yeah. culturally or religiously and all that stuff. But, like, we were just like, no, we're just, exactly. we're just going to love on each other and do that. Yeah. And so in the same way that, you know, you're like, oh, you defended me. Like, I remember you defending me <laughs> and, like, somebody calling me, like, a monkey. And you were like, okay, so first of all, uh, what we're not going to do exactly. is. And, like, <laughs> and then I was like, wow. Uh, I think I want to be her friend forever. Oh, well, look at us. <laughs> look at us now. And yeah. so you kind of have that. We've kind of been able to grow and, um, you know, relate to one another. Yeah. And also, like, just kind of do that in a really organic way. Exactly. And, Which I feel like is something this generation lacks with social media. Right. There's so much division and so much judgment and so much, like, labeling, I right. feel like, that we never had. Yes. Like, we didn't have to be like, oh, I need diversity in my right. friends group. We just had it. We just had diversity. You know? And I, I, like, I was looking back at, like, some pictures from middle school mm-hmm. and they were, like, there legitimately was a little bit of everybody. Everything. Yeah. Like, we just... Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was the only brown girl in the whole school. Yep. <laughs> and then it's like, you had black girls, you had Hispanics, like, yeah, next people, Asians, or, like, like, like if they were religious, if they weren't religious, and then the religion that they were, yeah. like, it was just very But it was, like, an open mind. Like, yeah. there was no hate, there was no, like, and we were kids, we were, like, truly kids, you know? Yeah. If I look at a 13, 14-year-old now, I'm like, okay, Kylie Jr., like, what is happening? Why are you wearing so much makeup? Like, why is your hair down all Like, what is going on? Like, I got, yeah. I was I was at work, and uh, I was walking down the hall, because I work in education, mm-hmm. and a kid came up to me, and they were talking to me just yeah. real comfortably, and yeah. I turned around, and I said, excuse me? And they were like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't know you were an adult and I was like what (laughs) I was like oh my goodness like thanks that I still look my age but then also at the same time it's a lot of people don't look yeah their age because they feel like they have to speed up in social media and the makeup and it the... has just like it's like mm-hmm. social media saying you have to do this you have to look exactly. like this to be fashionable and it's it doesn't necessarily have to yeah be so going back to why i did modest fashion was like when i wore rhythm like it saved me right like right. fashion saved me so i feel like that's one of the reasons why how I could like find like express myself, you know, right. through like like now kids wear too much makeup and they were they're trying to be somebody else, right? right? They're trying to be the next big thing on social media, right? Whereas like we could just be ourselves, exactly. So like wearing a maxi dress when everyone else was wearing jeans was totally fine with me because I was like, oh, no one's here to judge or I don't have to post this on Instagram, you right? Know? Now it's like anything you buy or do. I mean, granted, it's like my job, but even then, I still think about it and I'm like, is this gonna go viral? Is this like gonna look yeah. good? Like. You know, so I wish, like, kids could be kids, because now I see people that are so much younger using Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to this podcast, another one, and they were talking about how social media is, like, detrimental to people's health now. Yeah. And how it's, like, so bad. So, um, yeah, just with that. But, like, for me, it was really, like, kind of life-saving for fashion. Right. But I did start with beauty. Yeah. So I did makeup, and then I realized I couldn't do it, because... <laughs> 
I, it was just so hard to make people look different. Right. Like, how do I contour your nose to make it look smaller? <laughs> like, I don't know how to do that. So then I shifted into fashion, and um, I had already loved it. You know? Right. And people were already already asking me where I was shopping. So then I was like, okay, cool. Like, let me just post it online, you know? And I yeah. started with, like, an actual blog. Like, no Instagram. It was, like, my website, which I still have. Yes. But it's, like, that was, like, back... And now I look at it, and I'm like, dang, like, it was so easy back then. Had I put more effort into it back then, I would have grown so big. <laughs> and it's, like, it's so hard to see that. But at yeah. the same time, it's, like, also kind of rewarding that, okay, right. like, the few people that message me and, like... The people that will be like, oh, you helped me out. Like, those are the people I'm doing it for, you know? Right. So, it's like, yeah, like, modest fashion became my niche because I was like, okay, like, I was modest in the beginning. Like, yes. when I was 13, 14, I was trying to go towards the path of Islam. But then I realized you can still do that, yes. you know, by just covering. That's interesting because it makes me want to ask the question, like, and I guess everybody's definition of modest is different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because you've been on both ends of the yeah. spectrum, like how would you define modesty or modest fashion? Oh, you know, interestingly enough, I don't describe it with clothing at all. Like I think it's more so your actions mm -hmm. and how you think and judge people. Oh, because yeah. I've been, because I've been on both spectrums, I right. see the more religious, at least in my community, or at least in this city, because I would be it would be a mistake to speak for all of you yes. know the sex. <laughs> the people I grew up with, the people who covered, were very extreme and mm -hmm. were very very judgmental about the people that weren't. Right. And the people that weren't were just so scared of the people that were you yeah. know on the other side that it's like they would hide everything and have these like double lives. Yeah. So it's like for me, it's like modesty was more so like. How can you hide other people's, you know, like if I was covering, can I go and speak to someone that doesn't cover and give them that same respect, you right. know? And like, that's what modesty was more so to, like, that's how I define it in the sense where it's like, okay, this is the, what God wants you to be. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to go to heaven or hell. Right. For covering or not covering. Right. That's a very small portion of like your life on earth. Right. It's more so the kind of person you are, how you treat people. Yeah. Like if someone came up to me or if I was someone who covered, but I didn't pray, I just judge people all day. I was talking smacks. I'm pretty sure God would be like, okay, and you did what? Like, I mean, you just well, wore what, was the, what was the even point? What was the point? Exactly. <laughs> you just wore a hijab. Like, that's it? Like, what, what, what else? What else did you not pray? Like, you know, like the other basics, you have to do that too. So, um, yeah. So I think in that sense, modesty is very, I think it's relative. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like for me at least, I feel more, not even modest, but I feel more elegant yeah. when I'm like covered. Yeah. You know, like I don't have to be covered like head to toe with like, right. you know, hijab, burqa, like niqab, all of that, like eyes, everything covered. I think it's more so just like feeling like covered enough to where you're like elegant, you know? Yeah. Like timeless. Yes. And that's how I saw my mom dress my whole life. You know, yeah. she never, she never wore the rida or anything like yeah. full time, but she would always dress so like classy, you yeah. know, like Princess Diana. <laughs> she know? was just like, why would I look at Princess Diana? Like, here's my mom. Yeah. <laughs> and so I see all these other people in other parts of the world, like Queen Rania. Mm -hmm. I, don't know, I don't know where she's from, Jordan or something. Yeah. She's so classy, but she's so modest. Yeah. You know? So um, that's how I kind of define it in both ways, like fashion and non-fashion. Like, just the way you are with people can be how modest you are. And yeah. then also the way you dress. I don't know. For me, it's elegant. I don't know. <laughs> so um, one thing I like about the way you navigate fashion or whatever, not whatever, is yeah. like number one, mixing, you know, like really affordable things yeah. with almost what people would consider like luxury. I consider it as in pieces that will last a very yeah. long time. <laughs> and so like whether you are dressing, you know, 
modest or not, like, what do you believe is like one staple product, like that every woman should have in, in their, their closet? closet? Yeah. Mm. Okay, can I pick two? Okay, so two things. A white shirt. It doesn't matter if it's button-down or, like, tie-neck or whatever. I I don't like button-down collars on me. I Mm -hmm. feel like it makes me look more broad. But, um... You gotta know your body. (laughs) You know, Zan actually told me I was broad. Like, my shoulders are broad. I never knew it. He was like, yeah, I have broad shoulders. And I was like, what the hell? So now every time (laughs) I buy something, I'm like, I'm broad. Like, so... But it fits you. It fits, yeah. But now I'm like, okay, I have to buy a little bit bigger because my shoulders are broad. (laughs) But no, um, a white shirt. I don't like collar, but any kind of button-down white shirt. Mm-hmm. I like the button-downs with the tie neck on yes. the, in the middle. They're feminine. I like them. Yeah. And then um, I really like black slacks because you can wear them with, like, with anything. anything. Like, and they're so comfortable, especially the ones from Express. So comfy. First of all, I bought two pairs of slacks. Yeah, they're so From Express. So like, comfy. a blue pair and a white pair. Yeah. And I am in love. Yeah, like, they're deeply. so flattering. Like, they're so, you can so wear them with t-shirts. You can wear them with everything. It just, I just, I feel, I like every time, like, I could wear these every yeah. day. But, every like, day. also, like, probably, like, <laughs> like, I can't, I don't need it. That's you can style them so many different ways. That's the other thing. For me, versatility is key. Just not because I'm married to an environmental engineer, but also <laughs> because I feel like I hate going shopping. Like, right. growing up, because we didn't have Instagram, I yeah. wanted to buy new things for everything. Right. Like, I want to know what to wear. I wouldn't know how to style things differently. Right. So whenever I learned how to do that with, like, stuff I had, mostly because I was just, like, tired of shopping because it's hard yes i would be like okay how can i wear this different how can i wear this different that's partly why like my blog was such a i guess i don't want to say such a hit but it's like it resonates with so many people because shopping is hard yes and like going through and scrolling a site for like hours or going in a mall like we grew up in a mall right yeah i grew up in a mall my parents have a jewelry store in a mall yeah so going there and just going and trying to find things that fit and stuff so it's so hard so once you find the things if you just like take care of them, even if they're affordable. Like, I've yeah. talked about this before, too. Like, I don't shop at Shein anymore, but when I did, it was, like, 5 $6 shirts. If you just take care of them, they'll last you for years. Yeah. So, um, things like that just made it really, like, I guess, for me, very, like, versatility and sustainability was, like, go such a long way in your closet. So, a white right. shirt and slacks. <laughs> white shirt and slacks. And I have those. I'm successful. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. <laughs> I know. So, you um, have a couple of different identities you are south asian you're muslim you're second generation jeweler business owner (laughs) like so how do these identities not only influence your not just your personal style but also like your approach to business um for one i feel like the way you present yourself like if i'm not dressed up i can't like go to my store (laughs) like just because i feel like if i'm not representing what like jewelry should be you know yeah how am I going to sell it to someone? True. So it's, and I know that's like a very relative to people. Like I know people in jewel, like jewelry stores who have people come in like jeans and yeah. like, stuff like that. But for me, I've always seen my parents dress up. Yeah. So I guess that idea of like always looking presentable was always in my head. Yeah. But then also being South Asian, I actually saw this TikTok of like this girl and her, her daughter saying like, oh, just because you're South Asian and brown doesn't mean you can't dress up. Right. And she like shows how she dresses up every day. And I was just like, yeah, like that's so true because... When I was growing up, I would always get, like, these comments from, like, older, like, aunties and stuff that would mm-hmm. be like, oh, where are you going? A fashion show? <laughs> you know? Like, go dressing up for school. Oh, are you going to a fashion show? Like, they make it seem like such a bad thing yeah. to dress up. So, I feel like that also made me kind of intertwine, like, modest fashion and, like, 
being able to use things because being brown also means that you don't go like spend money on clothes all the True. time, right? You, yeah. So because the aunties will be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> so being able to use really cute things in very many different ways that yeah. also is part of that identity. Like I kind of brush that in there too. I guess that happens like without thinking, but now that I'm like processing it, yeah, it's also that like all of this stuff is in the back of my head all the time. Right. Know? Like, what are people gonna say? Right. What are the aunties gonna say? What are my parents gonna say? So like all of that kind of plays into like my fashion sense and right. my business sense too like I know that if I look good I'll sell that day I'll be confident but also on my blog I'm wearing the stuff that I'm showing because yeah it's like I work in a jewelry store you know right so it's like I have to be presentable in just in my head you know it's like I can't I mean it's so weird during COVID when I yeah. wasn't getting dressed I yeah. felt like such a bum <laughs> like, I gotta do my makeup like I have to do my hair and like Zen was like why like you look fine and I'm like it's not about how I look it's about how I feel <laughs> And I, um, so just in case people do not know, her family, they're my jewelers. Yes, so we, we are like just jewelers. solely, like that's how I categorize, like that's how I think of you guys. Yeah. We do, do not purchase from anywhere else. Oh, I love it. Like I love if it I get, me. if I get something from somewhere else, it's because it's gifted to me, not because I yeah. purchased it. And so I, you know, when we go in for whatever, a cleaning, just looking at new things, seeing what's going on, just saying hey to y'all. Yeah. It, it really is an experience and it makes me like... It's like a relationship. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, we go in. Like I was, I, um, so I, obviously I go like spontaneously. Yeah. But if I go on purpose, I'm really thinking about it. It makes me want to dress up too. Like yeah. I already know she's going <laughs> to look cute. Let me match Aww. her. And then it makes it even more enjoyable yeah. because then... I have this really nice outfit that could go with something that I could potentially purchase. Yeah, exactly. So then I'm like creating this world in my mind and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so luxurious. Like, ooh. I want that experience. (laughs) It's hard because we're in a mall, so it's like not everybody has that, you know, like that persona with the jewelry store because they're like, oh, it's a jewelry store. We'll walk in and walk out. But it's like, to me, it's like you're buying thousands of dollars worth of things. I at least want to be good presenting it to you. you yes. Know? Like you want it to be like a special moment because I yeah. would hope that if you're spending that type of money, money yeah. you don't think like. It's not just like someone in a crop top giving you like a bag of like $5,000 bracelets, you know? Exactly. Like it's someone that's like, you know, dressed up nice for you. Like right. To give you that experience. Right. So, um, so one of the. One of the parts, I feel like you are in the midst of establishing longevity. I hope so. <laughs> and I see your brand continuing to exist for a very long time. I just like, oh, I just the way that you're approaching it and all of that stuff. And one of the parts to obtaining longevity is consistency. Yeah. Like one of my biggest struggles with it, one of my biggest struggles with being consistent is actually how like, The fact that I've either ignored my mental health or like leaned so deeply into it Mm -hmm. that it, I like talked myself out of being my most successful self. Yeah. So even though you give to others as a part of your job, like how do you take care of yourself? Like what has been your mental health journey? What does it look like? Um, like, how do you maintain that world? Well, weekly therapy. <laughs> that is a must. And like I said, like, I didn't know how detrimental social media can be until you start doing therapy. And I've done the same thing you have where it's like, you get so into it, you're like, oh, I can't. Like, you're not trying. You're not your most successful self. Yeah. You know, so I've, I've been on both ends too. But it's like, I think the thing that's 
key is consistency with therapy because that really helps and I it helps with work it helps with like because I one thing I really struggle with is separating business and personal like Mm. I take everything very personal yeah like even with business even with my blog even with like life you know like everything is I take it as like a personal attack so like if someone comes to my store and like has a fight with my dad I like literally cry yeah I'm like you know, like, why do they not like our business? You know, right. like, what are we doing wrong? And same thing with my blog. Like, if I get a hate comment, which I have so many times, it brings my whole week down. You know, right. like, it, I see it and I'm just like, it breaks my heart. Because yeah. I'm like, what have I done to like, someone said I have a flat face. I've never forgotten that comment. Like, a flat face. Like, I'm like, but how? It's so round. <laughs> but then it makes you look in the mirror and you're like, what did, I, like, how is it flat? You know? That, right. And then you start did in like, you get like moments of like body dysmorphia yes and you start thinking like you look crazy like crazy compared to what you really look like yeah so i think just therapy has helped a lot um also reminding myself like the it's crazy how life works because the days where i feel like quitting Mm -hmm. is the days where i get those messages where they're like oh my god thank you so much like it's so crazy like i went there was like uh, last month i was just stuck with this whole like i'm not growing thing because i've been on 30k for about like Two or three years now. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the thing is, I'm consistent, but I, again, I don't recognize the generational thing, yes. you know? Like, I'm very stuck in my ways when yes. it's, like, the old Instagram, like, the perfection Instagram. Mm-hmm. Not really, like, the be yourself, be goofy, be, <laughs> this is very new, you know? <laughs> like, it's very weird to not be, like, a formal best version of yourself on the yeah. internet, um, which is what's trending. So, I was really down last month about it, and that day, someone goes to, like, one of our holy shrines in mm-hmm. Iraq, and it's like, oh, I prayed for you because you oh. changed so much of my life. And I was just like, I don't even know this girl. Yeah. But, like, she prayed for me, you know? Yeah. And, like, you don't think of other people when you go to, like, holy places like this. You yeah. Know? You think of, like, what you want and your dreams. Mm-hmm. And your, but me, like, a blogger on social media. Like, someone prayed for me, you know? So things like that. Like, I think moments like that always come when I'm feeling the most down. Yeah. And that just kind of reminds me that, okay, like, even if I'm changing one person's life... I'm helping in some way, you know, even if it's in a a field like fashion, you know, um, and now I'm really trying to incorporate sustainability into it too. So it's like, if I can help the world or people in any way, like I would 1000% do it, you know, even if it's just for like 30 K people, you know, (laughs) which if you put in perspective, it's a lot. (laughs) No, it is like a perspective wise. Like I went to a Drake concert and he said there's 17,000 people here. And I was like, wait, what? Like, like there's a lot of people. More more people following me than are at this concert. My, I was like, I don't know. Sometimes you get so caught up in the numbers that you don't yeah. realize how many people that really is. Right. So it's like, just, yeah, just things like that is like what I try to do to just take care of my mental health. And then also like whenever I'm, I have a really good support system. Like, yeah. Knock on wood. Um, my parent, my mom takes all my pictures. Mm-hmm. And then like my dad will always let me go whenever I have to like do anything for the content. Yeah. Like today was like a content day for me. So he's like, don't come to the store. So that and like you know my cousins always help me out. Mm-hmm. Like my husband like Zane's yeah. so supportive too. So it's really good. Like I think that's very important too. You know. Yeah, I but, think yeah I, that would make sense. Like you know if yeah. somebody's gonna have your back or be in your corner yeah. and keep you accountable and you know all of that exactly. fun stuff. And so you know, <laughs> we've talked about this privately. You mentioned it before, like yeah. doing this episode. One thing I know about you, uh-huh. 
you're protective about yes. your relationships. <laughs> like you I are. Am. And so like, how are you able to decipher the people that are kind of meant to be a part of your inner circle mm-hmm. versus those that you're like, okay, this is a part of the job. I'm socializing. This is kind of the pocket that I need to be in, but I don't necessarily need to bring them yeah. into like that secret Girl, place. I don't. I suck at that. <laughs> I'm really bad because I'm so... I feel like I'm too nice. Yeah. And, like, that's something I'm working on in therapy, too, is learning how to set those boundaries and learn when to say no. Because being in the profession that you're in, like, especially, like, two years ago when all the bloggers started meeting each other and stuff, trying to find your inner circle was so hard. Like, we hung out with so many different people. Yeah. So, like, luckily I found two girls that are, like, my besties now in the field, you know, like Karen and Tasha. But... Um, and we were able to like, you know, form those relationships that are like, I would say like forever long, you know, and we don't have to talk every day to be like, you know, like those kind of friends, but there were so many people I came across that I thought were like, you know, good friends, but ended up being like a surface relationship, you know? So, and that's something I've learned too in therapy is like, not everyone is going to treat you how you want to treat them. Mm. And like, I ran on that, you know, that was my life's motto was like, treat people how you want to treat them. Yeah. And then like last month, my, my therapist was like, that is the biggest lie you will ever be told because some people don't want to be treated the way you want to be treated. Yeah. Like, that's just the plain hard truth. Some people don't want to be, like, you know, that kind of... They don't want those gifts and they don't want, like, those gestures. They have different love languages. Yeah. So it's not like they're hating on you or they're, it's not like they're, like, pushing you away. It's just not who they are. Yeah. So that was, like, a big reality check. So, <laughs> I mean, I would say I'm working on it. Yeah. But it's really hard to... I mean, my circle has definitely gotten smaller. Like, yeah. much smaller. But... I think the people I keep closer are the people that really, like, like you, like, people I can be myself around. Right. And, like, step away from, like, that fake, like, Instagram world, you yeah. know, because it consumes you. It really does. And so, you're able to, like, it's, I notice that when you're around people that are, they know you for you, mm-hmm. they care about you for you, yeah. and you feel safe with like, you're not really thinking about social media. Exactly. Like, you're like, oh, okay, this is cute. Like, I want to document yeah. this, but this doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> I, I have to share this yeah. with the entire world. And that's what I asked someone that I met. Like, she moved from Pakistan, and I was just like, I said Pakistan, like, white girls, and it's going to kill me. Pakistan. <laughs> Pakistan. <laughs> she moved from Pakistan, and I was asking her, because we had never met, and I was like, do you think I'm the same in person and on Instagram? She's like, yeah, you're exactly the same. Yeah. And I was like, yes, I have achieved what I want to achieve. Because <laughs> I was like, man, there's so people that when you meet them in person they yeah. are nothing like what they are on ig you know yeah so um yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy how surface it is so you're meeting a lot of people you're doing a lot of things but i mean it's the internet mm-hmm. so a lot of people have more access to you yeah and you cannot always control that access no nope. and sometimes they critique oh my god all the time and sometimes the, these critiques are not nice nope <laughs> So, have you, or, I mean, you're in therapy, right? You're mm-hmm. learning about these boundaries. But, you know, before we get to the place of like, oh, I'm taking, you know, ownership yeah. of having that. Like, how was it having to have those haters? Oh my gosh, it was so hard because the haters started coming as soon as you start. Like, you know, like, and they're people that you know. Like, I had a whole group of people that I thought were friends, acquaintances, that I find out like later through a friend is like these people are talking massive shit about my content in a group and I was just like wait one of these girls I was really good friends with in college yeah and I was like you know I thought 
you know, she'd be a bridesmaid at my wedding and like, you know, just, I was heartbroken. I was yeah. like, what did I do to these people that they, and I don't think people realize how hard it is to put yourself out there. Yeah. So that was where I was like really just so down about, I was like, wow, like these are people that I've seen, I've grown up with Yeah. that are just like talking massive. And even if they're joking, it's like, why do you need to do it about someone who is putting themselves out there, trying to make it basically working with brands like what is it to you? You know, yeah. like just unfollow then. And that's exactly what I told him. One of the girls reached out to me to apologize and I was like, just unfollow me. Like, why do you have to screenshot my shit and talk shit? You know? Whoa, like, that is so crazy. Yeah. And I have insiders that gave me all the info about this group. So they didn't have no loyalty either. But still, I was just like shook to the core with that. Yeah. So, I mean, it got to me, man. It really got to it. The thing is that back then, it didn't break me to the point where I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. It yeah. took me to a, a bigger motivational level where I was like, all right, I'm going to show these bitches. Like, yeah, like, I did. You know, you're I, not going to yeah. tell me. Like, exactly. And that that's so when funny. I, like, after that is, like, I was working really, really hard then. And that's when I got published, you know, yeah. like, feature it. And I was just like, wow, like, now let them talk shit. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know? like, the paper says yeah. that I'm that girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I did it, you know? Like, I made it. So. Right. I think it was, like, it turned into a motivational factor for me, but, yeah. man, it gets you to your core, man. So, you know, say you have a a young influencer mentee. Yeah. What's some advice that you're going to give them? Man, thick skin. Number one is thick skin, because I didn't have it, and it. I feel like it contributed a lot to, like, my panic attacks, my anxiety, like, yeah. but also, like, just be authentic and be yourself, because... That's something that I still struggle with doing on my blog because I'm like, oh, because of those haters and because of mm-hmm. all the things you've gone through, you know, you're like, oh, okay, like if I am myself, then they're really going to be like, you know, criticizing me, right. you know, at least with curated content and like with what you choose to put out there, they don't know the real you. Right. But now because of the space that the internet is becoming, if mm-hmm. someone was to start influencing now, I would say be yourself and like own it unapologetically, but yeah. also like separate your own life from Instagram because I see the value in that. Right. And like, don't put everything out there because then you're giving access to every, everything and everyone, you know, yeah. like it's okay to me. Like if someone shit talks me, right. But yeah. let's say someone goes and talks shit about Zane or my mom or I could not take that, you know, <laughs> like I'd be like, hello, like who do you think you are? Like I will find you. <laughs> You know, like, you can't be talking shit about other people. Yeah. But at least with me, it's like, okay, it's me, you know? Yeah. But, so definitely separate. Um, But also, like, don't compare. You know, mm. like, don't compare to other people because... That is so hard. It's hard, and my therapist told me it's human nature, so it's like, we can't really not. Yeah. But when you do compare, learning to recognize your own strengths and your own achievements yeah. has really helped me. Yeah. Like, when I compare to, like, let's say, like, my friends who have, like, who are getting more followers than me or... My friends who are getting more, like, deals than me. I'm like, okay, but look at what everything you've done, you know? Yeah. Like, you're not even 30 yet. You worked with Chanel, you know? Like, <laughs> like it's crazy. It's so fancy. Yeah. And you're... I don't even give myself credit for it, you know? Like, I yeah. feel like I forget. Like, today I had a meeting with a brand, and they were like, yeah, we found you because of your sustainability efforts. And I was like, people notice? Like, I didn't even know, you know? Like, people are actually noticing this stuff. So I think giving yourself credit. <laughs> I not know. that being your response. Like, yes, people are noticing. Yeah, I had no idea. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just also going after what you want. Because there's so many times where I, like, for example, this brand Mason Francis Kirk Dijon. Mm-hmm. I love their perfume so much. I just emailed them one day. And I was like, I would love to work with you guys. And since 
that day they've been sending me all their new perfumes for their launches I met with like their perfume expert. Yes. It was so cool. But it's like, wow, I just reached out to them and it worked, you know? You shot your shot. Yeah, always shoot your shot. I did it with my husband. I got him. I did it with brands. I get them. <laughs> like, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. I hate that whole thing where it's like, oh, a woman shouldn't approach first or like right. you should wait for it. You can never wait for things to come to you. Like, just go after it, you know? Yeah. That's like my number one advice because that's what I did for three years. Right. I bought everything myself. And I, like, shot everything, and I, like, no one was sending me anything. So right. it was, like, three years, just hustle. Like, do it yourself, shoot your shots, and then you'll see, like, you know, things begin to come into fruition, basically. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, <laughs> social media. Yeah. Constantly changing. Oh, We're going to go to bed and wake up tomorrow, and something new is going to pop up. I, I don't even whistleblower. know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just something wild is going to come yeah. out of somewhere. So where do you see the future of social media going right now? Um, well, I just learned about Metaverse, which was mind-blowing to me. <laughs> I don't know if you have you heard about it. Yes, how Facebook is changing. To Meta. And they're creating like, these glasses that put yes. you in like, this new universe. I don't want to be part of that. I don't either. <laughs> like, I, I, really I, you really life. have to have boundaries. Like One of yeah. my boundaries is not doing TikTok. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm just all consumed in TikTok. I legitimately had a TikTok for three days. I was bullied. <laughs> I was bullied by teenagers. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. Like, at my church, like, I taught, like, a class or yeah. whatever, and these teenagers are like, oh, my gosh. Like, AG, you have to do this. Yeah. Like, this is so cool. You have to do oh all these God. dances. I made a TikTok. We did. Oh, no I way. did the, one of the little dance ones. Yeah. And I immediately was like, no. Oh, my God. It's so weird. Like, it's, I could I can't get into doing them, but yeah. watching them, I am all consumed. Like, I, I just, love watching. I, I literally, I, like, the audio when it's like, immediately no. Immediately yeah. no. I saw what I needed to see. Did you hear immediately Adele no. when she was like, I'm not making music for these 12-year-olds on TikTok. Yes. I'm making music for the 30-year-olds who actually are feeling things. And I was like, you go, girl. Thank you. Because <laughs> I don't want to do a TikTok dance yeah. to an Adele song. I really right? don't. I just, maybe. I think Adele, that would be an insult to Adele's music. Tr- and truly. Mm-hmm. And truly. And so, like, I, 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 I things are <laughs> constant. Things are constantly changing. Even for me, who, you know, does things on the side mm-hmm. regarding social media, like, even just learning about it is so overwhelming for me. Oh I just, God. I get tired. Like, I, I learn something, I'm like, mm, time to take a nap. Like, yeah, like, reels, have videos. First pictures, like, as if pictures weren't hard enough. <laughs> like, now I have to take videos. Yeah, you gotta, like, and then everybody else has all these, like, filters and, mm-hmm. like, the editing, yeah, the, the colors and stuff, and you just sit there. You're just like you're green just, screens, and I just I, I I don't know. My sister's really good at it. She, she is so good at gets it. Gets it. Like even today, she came over and she's like, "No, like let me edit your whole TikTok," and she made yeah. it so good. She is legitimately the TikTok queen. Yeah, but I just don't get. I don't know how they do it. Like I'm yeah, just, no matter how much I try, I can't do it like that. <laughs> I'm too old. So, are you excited about? Any potential changes to social media, or would you like to see certain changes to social I media? I wanted to go back to where it came from. Like, you know, like, where it started in 2017, when yeah. everything was nice, like, everybody was nice, you know, like, there was no, like, Gen Z's, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, I feel like they've ruined it. Like, <laughs> sorry, Gen Z. <laughs> but I feel like it's just so hard for, like, our generation to fit in now, you yeah. know? Because we're so, like, I don't want to say, like, stuck, but we're so, because I was... 
I always think about it, and I'm like, I'm the generation that grew up when I got a, I got a phone at like 15, mm-hmm. and I had to wash dishes for it. Like, yeah, I didn't just get it, you know. Yeah. And like things like you know having a real life, having an outside like playing outside, right? Like, seeing other people, you know, like. Um, I was talking to Zan's cousin, and she was like, "Yeah, my son just doesn't know how to have a conversation," and I was just like, "These things are so like, like essential to like human life. Like, how right. are they going to connect?" And I think that that's going to be such a hard thing for the future generations. Like, I don't want my kids not to know how to have a conversation. Right, like, and I my, think it, that's reflective of what social media is yeah. now. It's like it's a like. It's always a like, mm-hmm. and so like I feel like sometimes when I see people, I'm just like. I just feel like you're not that yeah. way, but you do that because exactly. you're trying to get the like, yeah. which I get it, but also like, no. Yeah, see, we're the generation that gets it, but you're also like, okay, set the boundary though, right. you know? Right, But there's no, we're like the in-betweens that don't exist anymore, like, because I feel like everyone's picked a side. Yeah. But it's like the people who are in-between are just not in it, you know? Right. Like, we're like the people that have the... The blog and the podcast yeah. and all that. But we're still growing. We've grown up with, like, going outside and learning how to ride a bike. Right. Like, my niece was Googling. She's five. She Googled how to ride skates. Okay. Yeah. You know? That's a... No. Like, she watched a YouTube video and learned with no parental help. I was just like, okay, that's cool. But, like, the experience... Yeah. Like, like you know, get it fall. My kneecaps are still scraped yes. up to this day from being on the <laughs> Obviously, to her parents, like, great, you know. Yeah. She was like, oh, I didn't have to do anything. She just Googled it. But to me, it's like, that was an essential part of my childhood. Like, my yeah. grandparents teaching me how to ride a bike. Like, my mom teaching me how to drive a car. You don't yeah. really do any of that anymore. They have YouTube. And then it's like, how do you kind of control, manage, yeah. are mindful of the, like, things that they're absorbing? You can't. Be. So, you, you can't. And so, my dad works in the elementary school, mm-hmm. and he has a TikTok. Oh, no way. He does. He has a TikTok. And the reason why he got it was because there were things that kids were saying. Oh, he didn't understand? That he, and he was just like, this is really weird. And so oh he would gosh. go on TikTok and he's learning all these things. And he's like, he came to me one day. And he was like, Aspen, like, do you know these kids are like learning about sex on social oh media? Like, like there are like these really explicit oh TikToks God. that these kids are being like exposed to and they're you know they're just comfortably talking they're just comfortably talking about it i got a cousin who's in um she teaches at a middle school yeah and she told me like these kids were in the bathroom giving each other fellatio like they were giving each other oral sex oh my god and i'm just like i was reading i am traumatized i i just can't fathom it and i think it's the oversaturation of social media and the yeah everyone's doing is natural like and you know parents still aren't like it's not clicking for them that they need to be really mindful and monitoring the information that they're absorbing because they don't even know like it they're just living life and they're just exactly I didn't even know this was happening. And I'm like, y'all, you need to know that this is happening. I know. It's insane. Because <laughs> I just, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And one of our friends is a teacher. She's like 11th grade teacher. She mm-hmm. was saying that she had to get TikTok because there's these trends with teachers, like slapping a teacher's butt. Yeah. And she's like, I have to like watch out for these things. Like, it's crazy. I was like, what even? Like, that's insane. I, it's weird. It's so weird. Like, it needs to stop. <laughs> 
Like, that's the thing. Like, Instagram, okay, I understand Instagram. But, like, TikTok, like, it's, like, a beast. Yes. It's called TikTok. I call it University? TikTok University yeah, for a reason. My mom even watches it. <laughs> I, it's TikTok University for a reason. I learn a lot. Like, I learn a lot. But then my For You page is probably all, like, adult stuff. You know? Yeah. Like, kitchen stuff. Like, right. And it bake. makes sense because you're an adult. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like geared towards things that I need to learn to do. Like, for example, what did I watch the other day? Like... How to open a can with like something like I don't even know like things like that. Where practical like, things. Practical things that I actually can implement in my life. Right. But then these kids watching like sex on TikTok like yeah. that's unbelievable. Like why is there no censorship? Yeah. Oh. Mm. So. <laughs> so th- this podcast is called the Blank Project <laughs> because it's an opportunity to fill in the blank with whatever we want or need wherever we are in life. Yeah. So if you could fill in a blank. For yourself. Okay. What are you filling it with? I would fill in more mental peace. Mm. Um, next year. <laughs> <laughs> this year is like almost over, but right. I really hope like this year, thank God, was good mentally yeah. because I had a therapist. But next year, I want to be even better. Yeah, twenty twenty two. That's the year of just living life, flourishing like mental wellness just really taking it in because i think like the closer you get to 30 the more it's like it's time to get some stability it's time to like really be mindful of who's in your space exactly all of that other stuff so you could really flourish 30 Mm -hmm. and beyond yeah (laughs) literally my cousins who are over 30 love life yeah like the 30s are the best and i'm like i'm trying to get there so let me just go ahead and do what i need to do So I can just be the most successful yeah. self that I can be. Exactly. You need to do that. I love that. What's yours? Uh, What's mine? Uh, I really want, and I've said this before, and I'm going to say it a thousand times, so mm-hmm. I, admit, I make sure that it's in my heart, in my Manifest mind. It. I want adventure. Oh, nice. And I think when people hear adventure, they think like going in a jungle and yeah. like doing that. ATV. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, adventure for me just really looks like getting outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. Like being able to be honest, true with the fact that I am an introvert, but also like putting myself out there, so creating the food tonight, <laughs> putting myself out there, like creating the content that I want yeah. and not being afraid or like putting it out there and then it not being immediately what I want. So yeah. then I never do it again. Yeah. Or, you know, being more social in spaces. Um, my therapist wants me to date. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's get you to date. I really want to go to a wedding. That's not, like, boring. <laughs> Somebody's going to get married. I don't who? know who. My sister who? next month. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. That, that'll be fun. The stupid virus doesn't take over. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But like, I think that's what I want. Like, I want to be able to have adventure and I want it to be small adventures, but I also want it to be large ones. And I just want to be able to do that unapologetically. You will. Yeah. And then just continuing to foster um, the relationships that are really important to me. Yeah. And making sure that like... Not only am I being honest and true with myself and occupying my own safety, but like I'm creating a safe space for my friends and I'm being, you know, more transparent, more honest. We're building closer bonds. We're just doing the things and all of that. (laughs) And I'm just, I think that's where I'm going to, that's where I am. I think that's That's fun. 
That's good. I, I'm praying it happens for you. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, this was great. This so is much amazing. fun. amazing. Uh, now everybody's gonna know the real me. <laughs> <laughs> I got bond to eat in non and other food. And cry. Oh. That I made. This is the first time I'm cooking for anybody other than Zen. <laughs> like, even my parents, like, they've barely tried my food. <laughs> Good luck. So, we got, we got dinner. But I want to make sure you're plugging yourself. Where can we absorb, like, absorb, really, like, feed into your content, <laughs> blog, influencer? I'm trying to get people to be inspired oh, by thanks. you. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so Instagram is, my main one is at Fatima Akil, so F-A-T-I-M-A-Q-I-L. And then um, I have a home account, so it's Fatima Akil Home. So Which is so great. Oh, thank I you. I love it. I love your designing eye. You're going to see my new Christmas tablescape. <laughs> um, so it's Fatima Kiel Home, so just F-A-T-I-M-A-Q-I-L Home. And then my blog blog, like my website, is www.fatimakiel.com. <laughs> yeah, and if you are confused, worried about anything, all that information will be in the description box. I am so happy, Yay. blessed, and honored <laughs> that you are officially a part of the like, Project so Family. I am so honored. <laughs> I, it's, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> and the gold mic. I love the gold mic. <laughs> Man, I'm so grateful. I'm thankful. And I hope that uh, all you listeners have a good rest of your day. Be blessed. Be blessed. <laughs>